Welcome to the Natural Curiosity Project. I'm Steve Shepard. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. You know, I've always been curious. I don't know why, I just know that I am. I'm a writer and a teacher and a storyteller, and my job is to be curious, to ask questions and to share the answers. This program explores my belief that why, that simple three-letter question, is the most powerful question that any human has ever asked. Every time we ask it, we challenge ignorance and the status quo. This, I believe. Curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. Something that, let's face it, seems to be in short supply these days. So thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy the program. Do you remember back in grammar school, or maybe it was junior high, I can't remember, when they made us diagram sentences as a way to learn the parts of speech? Remember? Subject, verb, or predicate, direct object, indirect object. That was the difference between John hit the ball and John hit the ball to marry. You know, modifiers, which were adverbs or adjectives, and so on. Well, I actually enjoyed that exercise, and I think it became useful later on when I started studying language origins in university. I always found it interesting, for example, that the order of words in a sentence, meaning the parts of speech, varies wildly from language to language. English always puts the subject first, the verb in the middle, and the object at the end of the sentence. So does Chinese. Gaelic and Hebrew put the verb first. German and Japanese put the verb at the end of the sentence, which always annoys me. When I read German, I have to wait until I get all the way to the end of the sentence before I know whether the dog went on a walk, got fed, got eaten, got beaten, or just got a little. Really annoying. But then we have Romance languages like English and Spanish and French, where the grammatical structure of the language, the rules that make it work, make more sense when you're drunk. Here's an example. I tossed the ball to the dog. Now, that's an easy sentence. It's easy to diagram if I want to. I is the subject. Tossed is the verb or predicate. The ball is the direct object. And the dog is the indirect object because I didn't toss the dog. I tossed the ball. If I tossed the dog over the ball, then their roles would be reversed. But here's what makes English and a few other Romance languages such a pain in the butt to learn. My sentence says, I tossed the ball to the dog. But I can also say, To the dog, I tossed the ball. The ball, I tossed to the dog. To the dog, the ball I tossed. And the ball to the dog I tossed. Some of those are stupidly awkward, but they're all grammatically correct. English just kind of sucks. So you can imagine how I felt when I ran across the sentence I'm about to have you write down. I'm going to read it to you carefully so that you can write it down properly without any errors. It's also in the title of the episode. So grab a piece of paper and write down exactly what I tell you, and I recommend you use a pencil. I want you to write the word buffalo eight times in a row with just a space between each word. But I want you to capitalize the first, the third, and the seventh occurrences of the word. You got it? The word buffalo repeated eight times in a sentence, but capitalize the first, the third, and the seventh occurrences of the word. No punctuation, just a space between each one. Now, this sentence, and yes, it is a sentence, grammatically and syntactically correct, put Microsoft Word into a tailspin when I wrote it down. 
It kept telling me delete repeated word over and over and over again until my keyboard started to smoke. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause the podcast for a minute and try to figure out what the sentence actually says. And when you come back, I'll sort it out for you, okay? Good luck. I'm just going to play a little music here. Okay, I assume you're back. Did you figure it out? No? Okay, let me help. What makes this so perplexing is the fact that the English language plays fast and loose with the rules. In this sentence, the word buffalo is used as three completely different parts of speech. It's used as a noun, as in another word for a bison. It's used as a proper noun to indicate the city of buffalo. And it's used as a verb to buffalo, which means to bully or put something over on somebody. The fact that there's no punctuation in the sentence doesn't help either, although technically the sentence doesn't actually need any to be correctly written. So how do you make sense of it? Well, you have to pay close attention to the order of the words and the position of the words that are capitalized. If you do that, you can parse the sentence into three segments. The first segment has the first two occurrences of the word with the first one capitalized. The second segment has the next three occurrences with the first one capitalized, and the third segment has the last three occurrences of the word buffalo in the word with the middle one capitalized. So here's how it reads. And like I said, you probably want to write this down. The first segment, buffalo, buffalo, refers to the buffalo who are from the city of Buffalo in upstate New York. The second segment, Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo refers to the buffalo from buffalo who are being buffaloed by the buffalo from buffalo that the first segment refers to. Stick with me here. Finally, the third segment, buffalo, 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 refers to the animals the buffalo, buffalo are buffaloing. So if you put the whole sentence together, it basically says the animals that are from the city of buffalo that the animals from buffalo bully are bullying the animals from buffalo. I know. I'll stop now but isn't language an amazing beast? Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did... I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode.